Hello. Welcome once again to the Undoing a Therapy Session podcast, a weekly podcast on the HBO six-part miniseries, The Undoing, based off the novel by Gene Kurlitz called You Should Have Known, starring Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant, among others, and created by David E. Kelly. Uh, we basically come on every week to discuss each and the latest episode of the TV show. Uh, for folks who want to know where they can find us, you can find us on the Dark Discussions Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. You can find us there, all the episodes of the podcast. And you can also find other podcasts there uh, because it's part of the network. Uh, you also can find us on Facebook at Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group, on Twitter, Dark Discussion One. And uh, you can contact us through the contact form on darkdiscussions.com or email us directly at darkdiscussions at aol.com. Either way you contact us, it comes to us directly uh, as if it is an email anyway. Um, so we're here to discuss episode three of the TV show entitled Do No Harm, which came out November 8th. And today we are recording on November 11th. And I'm one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A. And with me in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you, sir? I am doing great. Excellent. And in the state of Missouri? Good evening. This is Kevin. Kevin, how are you, sir? I'm doing okay. Good, good. All uh, right. So uh, before we get into uh, the topic uh, tonight, uh, some interesting news about David Kelly. Uh, I think it was you, Barrett, who brought it up. Uh, he's, he's coming up with a new show on ABC. Yeah, it's called Big Sky, and it starts on the 17th. Um, Ryan Felipe is the actor that I'm looking out for because I really like him, and I'm looking forward to seeing the show and seeing how it is. Yeah, it's basically about a serial killer in Montana. Basically, a couple of women or, or young ladies get kidnapped. They go out to try to find out who the... Um, murderer is or, or not murderer but but whoever kidnapped them is and while they're doing it they find out there's been a strew of disappearances of young woman um so him and his partner and a local police officer uh are on the hunt for a potential serial killer so that sounds pretty interesting um, we should say that it's on curious, David. abc yep that's right. And uh, November 17th. And uh, it's by David Kelly. So uh, the guy that's the showrunner of this show here and uh, his connection to Ryan Phillippe may be indirectly through Reese Witherspoon, who was in his other TV show for HBO and a prior uh, wife of Phillippe. Uh, so that's how I'm guessing that worked out. Um 
All right, so let's get into uh, tonight's episode that we're going to discuss, Do No Harm, which is the third of six on, of the Undoing. Uh, once again, directed by Susan Beer and uh, written by David E. Kelly, uh, as I stated, November 8th. Uh, this one actually had a huge drop in viewership, uh, and that was uh, down to 274,000 people for the episode when it was live or uh, people joined uh, VOD when it was live, starting it at the same, that hour. Uh, so that's a drop of 525,000 people. That's uh, weird because there's crazy. an article so, that just came out yesterday that uh, from Deadline that said it draws strong ratings for HBO and that it's doing better than Lovecraft Country. Yeah. Because um, it says season yes, high is 1.7 million viewers. Yeah, see, so a lot of these people must have came in and watched it after. It was, uh, you know, like the next day or VOD. Some of the, I think, what you did, Kevin, and you did, Barrett. Yeah. Um, that's all you can think. Um, yeah, because so... that's a huge amount, a 1.7 million, and I'm glad to see that it's doing better than... Uh... <laughs> than our Lovecraft show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that really tells you something about these these numbers that come out when people watch uh, TV shows because it shows you how different today is compared to, say, 10 years ago where people don't necessarily watch the show live. Uh, they come back a day or two later to watch it um, when it drops as, as a VOD option. And uh, so the numbers are definitely different than prior. And I, I think that is uh, pretty interesting. Um, yeah, it's a huge difference. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. We, we I got this article up from uh, Show Buzz Daily. And it says, uh, on HBO, for some reason, the new episodes of Last Week, Tonight, and Undoing, uh, were listed as reruns, so they aren't on the chart, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, while The Undoing w was up by 50,000, um, it's said. So, so yeah, some of these numbers, uh, maybe maybe we stop saying what the numbers are until, unless we uh, we go directly to these other websites that, that give further details. But anyway. Yeah, because uh, there's very three... When I pull up their ratings, it pulls up three articles, Yahoo, Variety, and Deadline, and it all says 1.7 million viewers. So that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, like you said... It actually is... Like you said, maybe it's just, you know, not just the people who watch it as it's released, but like Barrett and myself, where, you know, for example, I, I watched the episode today. I, I was busy with you know, visitors from out of town. So I, um, you know, I, I didn't really have time to watch it. So I, I watched, I had today off. So I watched it today. Um, and it was obviously a couple of days after it was released. So I'm one of the 1.7, but not one of the 220, whatever, uh, thousand people who, uh, you know, watched it as it was released. Well, uh, I did find this other article here from the TVRatingsGuide.com, and it says that three shows, uh, Moonbase 8 from Showtime, um, 
and our cartoon president, which I think is from Showtime, and HBO's The Undoing are currently unavailable for the correct amount of viewership due to a Nielsen error. So uh, the 250,000 or so, it appears, may be bogus because of uh, an error with the ratings. Well, what's interesting uh, also is one of the articles I was looking at was talking about um, how the first episode had passed 6 million viewers. So they obviously keep constantly updating their numbers, too, as more people watch it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, see now now it's looking here with a uh, further update. It was 900,000 who watched it live based off ah. of a, uh, a new article with, with the error corrections fixed. So, gotcha. Yeah, so... It, so yeah, that's uh, the whole thing's very bizarre how, how it worked. Uh, it actually was a uh, uh, most watched scripted Sunday night, uh, only behind um, one of the Walking Dead's and a couple other things. I don't, I don't know how the article is, is doing it, but it just says most watched scripted, so I don't know what that means exactly. But either way, um, there was an error with the rating system, and based off what you said, uh, uh, Barrett, it, it was it's much more than uh, it was originally stated due to the error by Nielsen. Um, someone will be the fall guy for that mistake. Um, all right, so I guess we can get into the episode and uh, discuss uh, what we thought about it. Uh, so let's give our, our round and discuss uh, our feelings. So, uh, Barrett, why don't you start? I loved this episode. I thought it was really well-crafted, well-done. Um, a lot of tension throughout the episode, a lot of little reveals, and there's a lawyer in the episode that is just the best part so far of the whole show. He is awesome. Um, I hope we get to see more of him, but it was a great episode. All right, sounds good. Kevin? Uh, a lot of what Barrett said. I like this lawyer, too. Um you know they make him sound they make him sound like he's not really that good, but when you talk to him, he sounds like he knows his stuff, and he has a little bit more than just book smarts. He's kind of got some uh, got some wisdom and people reading in him, uh, able to to read people. Uh, you know it's it's funny because he was I mean he pretty much tells a woman who was trained and top-notch colleges to how to read people. And he pretty much knows how to do it himself. You know, I mean, because of his job. Well, I'm sorry, one more thing is uh, I was extremely impressed with Donald Sutherland's performance in this one. I mean, I know he's a good actor. There's no doubt about that in my mind. But he really played Agreed. a very, very good role, you know, in, in this. I mean, I, you know, ha I mean, I think he's... He did a fantastic job. I mean, yep. he was in a couple. He was in a couple scenes, and he just delivered. Yeah, totally agree. All right, very good. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, um, yeah, it's another, another solid episode. Uh, the show is, is a strong show. Uh, um, based off of the first three episodes, it's a home run, in my opinion. Um, yeah, some of the new characters that were introduced uh, seemed uh, interesting and and very uh, bleak in their view of the world, uh, because there was a, a second lawyer as well that was introduced and both of them were just part of the machine and not 
actually, um, you know, anybody with, with real integrity. And it was kind of interesting to see, see that. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we get some more interesting plots as well as another interesting cliffhanger as we, we have in the, the first two, uh, shows or, or episodes that we, we've seen. Um, all right. So, uh, before we get into specifics on the topic, again, we're going to spoil everything because obviously anybody who's listening to this podcast has most likely already seen this episode because that's the reason why they're searching out for the undoing podcast because they want to hear more feedback, reviews, critiques, and all that. And that's what we're here to do. Um, but, uh, a curiosity is, uh, you actually said Barrett that the show is actually getting a lot better, uh, viewership than Lovecraft Country. Yeah, yeah. That's in the article I read. Yeah, they said it's doing better than Lovecraft Country. It, by its third episode, you know, by its this point now, it's doing better than Lovecraft Country was doing. And fortunately, yeah, it's yeah, less yeah. episodes, so we shouldn't have as much time to screw it up like Lovecraft Country did. <laughs> I mean, both, right, shows, right. Yes. both shows had excellent actors. Yep. But one show has a good storyline yep. <laughs> and delivers every episode. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah. yeah. Well, Dave, David, David Kelly is, is a, is a great screenwriter as, as, as we know, and he's also a great showrunner. and, uh, the, the professional difference, um, here compared to Lovecraft country is absolutely huge. Um, though this has Hugh Grant and, and Nicole Kidman, uh, Nicole Kidman is an Academy Award actress and one of uh, the probably the greatest Hollywood actresses of, of our time. Um, that obviously helps the show out. However, uh, as Kevin mentioned, um, Lovecraft Country had a great uh, acting as well. Uh, but the big difference, as, as we see here, is not the, the people in, in front of the camera, but the writers behind the, the scripts. And... Uh, yeah, I would I would concur that uh, the, the show is, is so much better than Lovecraft Country. Yeah, for folks who are curious, uh, myself, Barrett, Kevin, and uh, another co-host uh, named Mike uh, did a podcast called A Travel Guide to Lovecraft Country uh, that you can go search out as well, which is part of the Dark Discussions Network. Um, all right, so uh, I guess we can uh, talk about uh, this episode here, uh, what do we want to start with? Uh, anybody have a idea or, or a point they wanted to jump right into? Um, well, I'm still wondering about her friend and her relationship with the, with, uh, the husband, <laughs> just cause they seem you mean, a little more, Sylvia. yeah, Sylvia and, uh, the husband. Cause when she goes to the courtroom, I mean, they, they look at each other and I don't know, it just seemed like there's something there more than than there should be. I don't know. I just get this feeling. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, I, I know, obviously, they're somewhat friendly. They're um, uh, Grace and, and Sylvia are probably best friends. Um, and so uh, as a result, Sylvia has known um, Grace's husband for many years. But um, we also know that Jonathan uh, went to Sylvia for legal advice and generally um if this show is going to kind of paint the upper class folk 
a little negatively, it wouldn't surprise me if you're right, Barrett, is what I think you're inferring to that there could have been a affair between Sylvia and Jonathan. Yeah, I'm just, well? I'm just yeah, I'm just getting that little bit of a feeling, a little niggle in my head that's just pointing at that. But you know, there's been other things I've been wrong about, so I could be wrong about that. But I just I got that feeling. Right now, I think it was you, Barrett, that, that had another idea um, of. Of yeah. Who well, yeah, I've been ta- be. yeah, I've been talking about well that it could be Nif- Nicole Kidman's character, um, but because of the way the cops are just have been hammering her and hammering her and hammering her, so that that has been something that I've been talking about and thinking about. Um, it just you know there are things we don't know about her, and they're definitely on the track with her at something for something. Well, I mean, we see that at the end of the show. Yeah. You know, and that was that was kind of unexpected. And I mean, for me, I'm kind of I don't know. One of the things I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, I just hope they don't do twist after twist after twist after twist. Because, first of all, I mean, real life isn't like that. But it's just it's I just hope this is this isn't going to be a show of how many twists can we fit in here? Um, you know, because I don't feel like they're doing that, but, um, I, you know, because partly they had to have had that information immediately, you know, as the police and they've been hammering her since the beginning. So it's only a twist because they, they've revealed it now. Yeah. But the police already knew that. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that I'm kind of curious about is, um, uh, one of the things I'm kind of curious about, and I mean, we'll talk, we'll get, we'll touch on this a little bit later, but there's the one scene where Donald Sutherland drives to Mr. I, I forgot the guy's name, but Mr. Alvarez's uh, apartment building. And he's looking in through yeah. the him with the baby. And I'm kind of curious, like, okay, maybe he knew, you know, where they lived. Okay, fine. You know, maybe he knew where they lived and that, that, you know, he could find that out, but I mean, why was he doing that? And there's an, I mean, there's, I have a couple questions that has been going through my mind is one, you know, why does he go to a spot, you know, where he's seeing the guy with the baby who is his son-in-law's illegitimate son. And, you know, daughter. why is daughter. daughter? Thank you. Thank you, daughter. I stand corrected. Right. Daughter. Why is he doing that? And, what I also am kind of curious on is, you know, he talked about he gave, he, he later on confesses, he gave Hugh Grant $500,000. That was a huge scene. <laughs> you know, that was a fantastic scene, but I'm sitting there thinking to myself, and then he says, you know, if I hadn't given it to him, maybe the woman would still be alive. And I'm trying to ask myself, that's where I was going with blackmail too. I was wondering. I've been wondering about blackmail. How does that blackmail figure into this? I feel like yeah. it figures in somewhere. Right, but the thing is, is that I'm thinking to myself, but but Hugh Grant never actually mentioned blackmail. He didn't. No, but he also didn't mention the 500k either. So well, no, he he did not mention the 500k, 
But then he also, we see, we also find out that one, Hugh Grant uh, took some money out of their savings. Drained the accounts, she said. Well, no, she, she, no, she, she said, I don't, he didn't drain the account. He took money. I thought he said, he, oh, okay. that might he, be it. That might have been what I misheard. I thought I heard her say she, he drained them, but it might I, have I think she said, I said, I drained them. He took right. money. I, I think. I, th- I think you're right, Barrett. She kind of said that he drained a lot of their account. I don't know what that means. She did say the word drained, but I, I might yeah. have missed something yeah. in there. But yeah. it didn't didn't sound like he took everything. But the thing is, and then he gets five hundred thousand from you know Donald Sutherland, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, what was he using it for? Well, now, he said but, it was for the school. How expensive is that school? Well, yeah, no, well, fifty or sixty thousand a year. Right. So why would he give them five hundred k? Right, and and that plus, well, yeah, I mean, well, the well, thing here's, said, also, he's, here's the thing. Also, various is, things. Do we know that he actually did give him five hundred k? Because we don't have any, we don't have a paper trail for it. I mean, we're only taking Donald Sutherland's word for it. Well, yeah. You know, because, I mean, where did that $500,000 go? Now, granted, some of that probably could have gone into, um, well, I've got a couple of theories right off the top of my head. One is that money could have just gone into the woman's studio, apart, uh, studio or yep. art studio, uh, because, I mean, it's still, it's in downtown New York City. I don't care where you are. It's got to be pretty costly. Uh, two, maybe he was maybe okay here's a theory that maybe he was actually considering running away with this girl with this woman with uh ava or uh yeah without miss ava or no um sorry uh aileen that's it aileen i think is her name maybe he yeah, didn't want yeah elaine you know aileen uh elena i think it was elena yeah, elena. Wanted, yeah elena maybe yeah, he was yeah. gonna put it in a sister maybe maybe he was gonna put it in a bank account so he can run away with elena and you know have that to start off with maybe or know, it went to blackmail or it went to blackmail <laughs> you know so i mean i'm just kind of the, the problem it could be also and it it also could have been put on an offshore account Yep. Uh, as as escape, you know. For, right. That's what know, I was so saying. He yeah. was going to escape. You know, maybe maybe or with or without Elena, but escape. And well, if he wanted to escape, you know, with an offshore account, he could have done that already. He could have just left. And yeah. And why wouldn't he have? Since right, she's already he dead, and he knew that. Right. Right. So I mean, maybe. Maybe what happened was is that he said, "Okay, well, let's run away to Elena. Let's run away together." She said no, and then he, you know, maybe he did bash her head in. But I don't. But the thing is, now we've got this lawyer guy who says, "Look, I can read people," and this guy he may be a jerk, but he's he not is murder. funny. Oh, he was great. Well, and he's like, "You're either guilty or stupid." <laughs> because you look so guilty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's either you're guilty or stupid. Since you cure cancer, I don't think you're stupid. <laughs> but the thing is, he's like, you know, I'm actually, I kind of like it when they're guilty. It's a lot easier on me, a lot yeah. easier for me. But the thing is, he says to Nicole Kidman, he just says, look, you know, I look at him, you know, he's a bit of a jerk, but I don't think he's a murderer. 
you know, he says, and he, he pre, he thinks he could read people pretty well. So he's, so he's, and I think that may have been Nicole Kidman's, uh, one of the things that, that pushed Nicole Kidman and thinking, you know, maybe, you know, even though he is an adulterer, maybe he isn't guilty, guilty of murder. You know, it's, it's well, all the lawyer also brings up the PTB, the post, um, uh, whatever post-traumatic post-traumatic betrayal yeah so it's so that you know that and also i mean like i said then we later see you know hugh grant with uh with the sun you know and first he tries to say you know how have you been how you doing you know and he says did you have sex with her dad he's like well, you're going, you're, you're kind of cutting, you know, you're kind of going to cut to the point and you pretty much said, yeah, I messed up. The you know, funny- I was watching that scene from, from our thinking of what we talked about last week of possibly the son being yeah. a suspect. And I wasn't getting it from that scene. I wasn't either. But that still doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. But I, I didn't mean, get it. That scene did ne- nothing for increasing my suspicion or decreasing it. Right. And the because thing, the father did say, well, this is another fine mess I got you into. So what messes has he gotten the kid into before? Well, I, it could have been just him because, I mean, it's obviously a takeoff from the Laurel and Hardy show. You know, well, here's another yeah. fine gotten us into. So, I mean, he may have been just trying to be humorous and trying to kind of break the ice with his son and all that because the son the on the entire time he's acting like you know he misses his dad he believes his dad but then when he sees him face to face you know he's like you know did you you know have sex with this other woman you know and he's like yeah i did you know i and he just confesses completely confesses he says it was wrong i didn't do it but i mean he says i mean it was wrong but murder i did not do you know, pretty much. So it's, uh, I don't know. There's, there's just so much insight to this. Like I said, that the so many good scenes, there's so many good scenes, but the, 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 the scene with Donald Sutherland looking up at the, at the kid with the, with the dad, I'm sitting there thinking, what, what, what is he doing? Yeah. You know, what's the purpose? Well, his scene with the cops is quite interesting too. I oh, really like that with scene. The cops was fantastic. And are you referring to the one where uh, Donald Sutherland's at the museum, his regular spot, yeah. and the cops uh, confront him? Yep. Yeah, that that was an interesting scene. Uh, the cops, uh, you know, I, I think the cops. I mean, obviously they're they're good cops in the sense that they they know what they're doing, but. I think they're they're not too good with public relations. Uh, but again, <laughs> Donald Sutherland is the type of character that would have told him the pound sand even if they were poli- if they were polite to him. I, I think so. Yeah, he, he shut them down pretty quick because they're already saying that they think um, Grace may have something more to say that she's hiding. Well, and they're saying says, she's well, basically involved. Yeah. Yeah. At that and, point, and he says. So, yeah. And he said, he's, and, and Donald Sutherland says, you know, uh, if you, you know, uh, you'll have to talk to me uh, and, and my lawyer because, because I have nothing to say to you here, but he says it in a, in a more like F you tone. And it's, a smile. 
and he smiles at him as he says it. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I said to my wife while we were watching. I was like, he just said F you. <laughs> yeah, he should have did. Right. I mean, this reminds me of something Donald Sutherland said to uh, Grace, you know, and the Cole Kibben's character earlier in, in an earlier show. I think it was in the first show when he said, don't go, don't go to the, don't go to the, why are you going to the cops without a lawyer? You know, and, and it's, and it's generally creative and it, and it's a generally a, not a, it's not a bad idea that if the cops want to talk to you about an investigation, have a lawyer there because as, as we find, as we see that they're trying to implicate grace, you know, grace into all of this, you know, grace had no idea that, yeah, I mean, she knew that they were continuing. I mean, they're asking her questions, like treating her almost like a suspect and she never had a lawyer present while her dad's saying get a lawyer present because the police will try to find something on her too you know even if you are completely innocent um you know it seemed like i mean there's pretty much say even if you're completely innocent get a lawyer anyway because you don't want the cops to twist something that you've said and arrest you for it and get you into trouble when you're not in trouble at all well, she already might have said something in that first interview, not knowing they had video of her that implicates her more, you know, so she could have already gotten herself in trouble. I also think her uh, talk during that first interview in the, her kitchen, I, I think now if you look back, she seems a little more of a guilty person because She's saying, oh, you don't have to talk to my husband. Oh, my, my son wouldn't know the boy, you know, and all these other things. Because at first, I, I just, you know, thought it was curious. But now that we know that they have a, ta a street tape, a uh, traffic tape of her walking the street at night, uh, the night of the murder near the art studio. I'm and only her. Maybe yeah, yeah, only so her. No one else shows up on there. But, but, but let's, let's just say that she's guilty of the murder. It kind of looks, we look back now and her reactions to the cops, the first interview in her kitchen seem a little more suspicious. Yeah. And also, um, I, I went back after watching the episode and I mentioned it to Barrett through instant message earlier today that when Elena leaves the auction in episode one, and then her husband leaves the auction in episode one, then what happens is, is that the last scene we see of grace at the auction is she's drinking a glass of wine or champagne, looking out the window of the skyline. And then we have, the next scene cut to her in bed and then her husband comes and, and starts crying and says the, the patient didn't make it. And they didn't show us what happened between the time she leaves the auction to the time she goes to bed, which now looks very odd because that's, that's a huge part of uh, her life that has been removed. Now we know that she was in the area during the murder and the film and the show is in her, mostly in her perspective, not 100%, but mostly. So 
it's it is very curious. Um, I know Barrett, you mentioned you thought you said she may have heard something at the auction. Uh, I don't remember saying that. What's uh, maybe it was my wife that said it. Someone said, said where they think they walk. She Nicole Kidman may have heard people having sex oh. in like a closet or a bathroom. And I haven't re rewatched it, but my, my wife, yeah, it must have been my wife that mentioned that she thought she heard something. And because she acted very odd at one point when she was near a door or a stall or something. Was that right um, as she was going to go to the bathroom? I don't know. My wife Doesn't didn't she... give me the details. That sounds familiar. So I don't know. I mean, that, that's something else I would have to go back to episode one in, in that auction scene to see. Um, but either either way, we we just got a big piece filled in between the auction and her going to bed for the night that was left out of episode one. And uh, I assume we're going to learn more about it. Um, but again. I don't know now if we can even trust uh, Nicole Kidman's perspective or or at least what she says to anybody, right? I mean, whether she talks yeah. to the cops or her father or anybody, I don't know if we can trust her. And also the scene where her father goes to the Alvarez apartment, that makes him kind of suspicious too. Yep. So it yep. now, now opens up that there's a number of folks who could be guilty. Uh, I could say, I could think up to four people now. And that well, and it's be... strange. The husband following yeah. her too. the husband following her, the, the husband of the dead girl, the husband of the dead girl following yeah. Nicole Kidman's character. And that's strange. suspicious as well. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Well, that's well, well as, the... as, I was, as I was saying, though, but the, the four people, not including uh, Jonathan, uh, that could be guilty. It could be the son. It could be Nick, uh, Grace. It could be her father. And I'm even thinking it could be Sylvia now, too. Mm. But anyway, um, you were going to say something, Kevin? Uh, no. Okay. Um, so those four plus then, I think also the dead woman's husband could have done it. So that's five. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and then six would be Jonathan, if you want to throw him yeah. in as well. Yeah. Well, he just looks like he did it right now. <laughs> Which means he didn't. <laughs> and, right. and that's how we think, but maybe we're wrong. You know, maybe it's going to be just a traditional, he, he did do it. I don't know. Yeah, well, the, that's just it. I mean, you got all, like I said, you have these, these possible twists. Well, the thing, the question that I have is that if Nicole Kidman, you know, was there, you know, why was she, but, you know, why would she continuously say, um, well, what about cameras? Don't you have cameras? Don't you have cameras in that building? You know, she's, I mean, if she knew she was there and she's continually asking for cameras and they say, well, yeah, there is one. Then she's like, well, what, what's on it? What's on it? You know, I mean, if she knew she, I mean, she was in, in the alley and if she knew she was in that area when, when it happened, you know, why would she continuously say, well, let me see what's on the camera, what's on the camera, you know? Right. You know, so, I mean, when she sees herself on there, so I'm starting to wonder, 
does she sleepwalk? Does she have another personality? Does she, yeah. you know, did she, did she black out and do it and not realize that she did it? I mean, but at the same time though, how would she, I mean, she would have to explain, I mean, for example, I mean, if you bash somebody on the head, okay, you're going to have blood on you. Okay. So, I mean, if you're going to have, you know, if you're going to have blood, I mean, if you're going to bash somebody on the head, you're going to have blood on you. So, I mean, if all of a sudden you look down at your dress or whatever, and you've got blood on you, you're going to know something, something happened. You know, so, I mean, but part of me just wonders, was there, um, what you call it, you know, was she, did she black out? Did she not black? I mean, I really don't know. Or did she just not realize how close she was to that woman's place because she didn't know where it was? Right, exactly. That that's kind of that's which that's bad luck. <laughs> right. Well, the the reason they think it it's suspicious is because it's not the part of Manhattan that she would normally traverse because it's Spanish Harlem, right? right. So that and and she's living on like you know, Park Street, it's Park Avenue or something, you know, so th- it's it's a very long distance between the two areas yeah. based off of, um, you know, for folks who aren't familiar with Manhattan. So it makes it her look definitely suspicious. But right. she also is definitely surprised when she sees the video, too. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Well, well, and then she does admit it and she goes, what's the big deal? I'm just, I was just walking around, you know, in my thoughts. But again, why was she in Spanish Harlem and not um, somewhere else? You know, I mean, it it could be anything as uh, uh, innocent as her just wanting to see where this woman lives after you know these weird things that she's experienced with her in the past, you know, forty eight hours prior to the murder. Uh, um, I mean, you know, I mean, before the murder, because, you know, she got confronted with her at the gym. Um, she told her that she would give her medical help, uh, therapy help, you know, all these other things. So it just could be curiosity. Um, it also could be, uh, she was going there to see how the woman was because, you know, she left very sad from the auction but why wouldn't she have said any of these things to the cops? Well, and she did say she didn't know where the woman's um, shop was or whatever, the art place. She says that to the cops at the very end, that she didn't know where that was. Right. Right. But again, I, I can't believe it. it's that much farther away from her uh, her home either, right? Yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah, it's very weird. Which is why the cops are so aggressive, because it's it's not normal. Yeah, because she says, you know, I take walks at night. Well, <laughs> that far? Well, and didn't they ask her at one point how she got home or something like that? I feel like they did, but in one of their many conversations. Right. After okay, the just auction. So, just yeah, I know, mean... Just, just to let you know, I mean, as you were talking, I was looking at the, uh, I mean on 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 mute mostly but uh i was looking at um the the first the first scene 
of the first episode with the, the the auction scene and there was no scene where you hear people having sex in the you know in the bathroom okay all right so so maybe my wife miss misspoke or, or misunderstood what she saw maybe um yeah so i, I believe it I, because i didn't notice it either um and i've watched it episode three times and my wife only watched it twice i think um what about her just being oh i don't want to say weirdo but a a curious person to just see the neighborhood that elena is from and you know and and maybe try to find her house just do a drive-by or something um well she didn't do a drive-by she was walking well, obviously, because, yeah, I mean, I don't even think they have a car. So um, she was doing a walking of the area to just, because a lot of New Yorkers, that's all they do is walk anyway. So would it be weird for her to, to do a walk by similar to what we saw Donald Sutherland's character do? Well, okay, Donald Sutherland drove there. Okay. Right. Uh, who cares about? All right. Let's not talk about driving or well, walking. No, just, just, just when I say walk by or drive by, I just mean going to the the neighborhood and the house to 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 look. Well, so I'm it doesn't matter how they got there. Going going out at night. All right. In in a city, generally isn't a smart thing to do if you're by yourself, especially if it's really late at night. Yeah, especially if you're you're uh, a gorgeous woman all alone. Yeah. Because, yeah. I, I mean, Donald Sutherland, I mean, I'm sorry to bring it up, but he drove there, he got out of his car, he took a couple steps, looked up at the window, and we can we can just assume that he turned around, got back into his car, and drove off. Where Nicole Kidman, you know she doesn't have a car. I think they have a chauffeured car. I mean, they have a car, because I know they have a limo, but then they also have another car, but... <clears throat> But we don't see her. I mean, we don't. We only see her walking across. So does that mean she took one of her cars and drove, or does that mean, you know, that she? Well, how did she get there? I mean, right. do you walk all well, that? Way? I don't know. Well, well, let me ask you this: Do you think she was just doing a a walk by? No. Of, okay, so you think she yeah. went there for a specific reason that? wasn't a walk by you're thinking it's something more whether it was to confront the woman to talk to the woman to murder the woman well, or something like i said nicole well first of all did nicole kidman know that her husband was having an affair with this woman now she acted genuinely surprised when the police told her that this was going on um did she said, I did not know that Elena, you know, lived there or her work studio was there. OK, so, I mean, let's just take take her at her word for that. And she's, you know, but the thing but the question still remains is why was she there? And the thing is, I don't know. I don't know if she was doing a walk by. I don't know if she wanted to confront Elena because. um uh, because it just it just doesn't seem like she knew, or at least what we have been shown so far doesn't look like she knew. All right. So, what was the reason she went there? Anybody have an idea? Obviously, we're going to probably find out within the next three episodes. Well, I would hope. 
I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think they've given us enough information aside from right. what we can speculate about what, you know, how she might know about the affair already. She could, you know, who knows? Because the husband knew because we have that one little clip with the husband listening into her studio and he hears, you know, he hears, uh, you know, Hugh Grant and, and Elena having sex in there. You know, it's a, I'll repeat, repeat that once more. There's there's that one brief scene where you have the husband standing outside. The, oh, right. The studio mm-hmm. and he's listening in and he's hearing, you know, people having sex and they show in, they show Hugh, Hugh Grant, you know, having sexual, you know, having sex with Elena. So, um yeah, so we so the husband knew. Right. Now was that a flashback by the husband? Uh, I can't remember how that fit in. I uh, I don't know if it, I yeah, I Cuz she know. has a flashback of imagining him with her at one point during this episode. Grace Grace has that image of him having sex with the dead girl. He does? Yeah, she has that little flashback. You know how she sees images of her husband with the kid that he's yeah, helping yeah. in oncology? Well, then there was one right after that where she's picturing her husband with that woman. Yes, that's true. That is okay. true. So that's all from her perspective. But I, re- I remember what you're talking about, Kevin, too. The scene where the husband is standing outside and in hearing sex going on, and then it goes going, over that. Do you think that was that's one that was one of the same scene? In other words, she's here. I mean, she's she's picturing that scene, and then she's also picturing the husband outside listening. That pretty much trying to in her own mind trying to make it trying to put suspicion on the husband. Well, maybe she's trying I mean, to figure out what happened. You know, that's yeah. her way of figuring it yeah. out. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe that's her, maybe that's the way she's picturing it with, with Mr. Alvarez because, and then Mr. Alvarez confronting her like that was not a wise move. And then well, it didn't hurt did, his, it didn't hurt his position with the cops. They are like convinced he's innocent. Yeah, I know. But I mean, she's all upset that, you know, he's confronting her. Yeah. And that's, that's just it. I mean, I don't know. I, I I would at least take that to note where he's trying to confront her and trying to intimidate her. And of course, she she's not standing for it. She's like, I, I'm sick of this, you know, and I'm not taking any of your garbage. Yeah, so, I like that scene. <laughs> yeah, she's taking it from anybody right now. <laughs> well, she gets it from her father, really, because, I mean, when he tells the cops off. Yeah. And it's that's kind of one of those moments where uh, Donald Sutherland acts a little bit like uh, kind of a stereotypical rich guy. In, in my opinion, you know, it's like, you know, if you want to talk, you know, you want to talk to me, talk to my lawyer. You know, like he has one on on hand, you know, on retainer. Hey, if you're able to just give someone five hundred thousand dollars when they ask for it, 
Yeah. You've got a lawyer on retainer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and the thing is, it depend, depending on the lawyer, it's not really that difficult to put them on retainer. You give them 100 bucks, and guess what? They're on retainer. Um, but the thing is, is that, and I don't speak from experience, um, it's, uh, what was I going to say? That, 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 um, that scene, though, like I said, with, with the cops trying to get Donald Sutherland, it just makes me wonder if Donald Sutherland knows because what knows something more. I, I don't know. He knows more than he's telling her for sure, because he knows where the, the Alvarez's live. Right. And that, that's about all we know right now from what they've shown us. We also know that he gave up $500,000. Now we're taking our, his word for it, that it was yeah. for what he said it was. But it could have been for something else. We don't we don't know. Well, at the same time, ask yourself this, though. Are we taking his word for it that he gave him five hundred thousand dollars? I actually think that part's true. (laughs) I mean, I'm not I'm not saying it's a lie, but I mean, with everything going on right now with, you know, not knowing who to trust. Did he really give him five hundred thousand dollars or did he just say he gave him five hundred thousand dollars? Because if Hugh Grant because if Hugh Grant said no, he never gave me five hundred thousand dollars, then considering the fact that he's an adulterer and he kind and he's been a liar, then how do you know that he's lying about the five hundred thousand dollars? The only reason why he he can he can freely confess to adultery is because they know he did it. Right, I mean, but it seems like the type of thing that's the part you wouldn't lie about, but you would lie about what it's for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, I know. You wouldn't lie about actually giving someone $500,000. That seems verifiable. But you would lie about why you gave it to them, possibly. Possibly, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just this episode is leaving me with a lot more questions than I came into it with. Oh, yeah. And I have no idea where it's going to go. Yeah, well, I mean, we're we're kind of ruling out Hugh Grant's character, Jonathan. But I'm again, not completely ruling him out. What I'm I was going to say, that, well, that that's what I was going to say is that we can't completely rule him out because this show could be also just a commentary on the wealthy elite and how they're all just. Yeah. I guess shallow people. You know? We may not find out who the killer is. He might just get off because of his lawyer throwing the muck around. Yeah. And that may be how it ends. We don't know. I mean, it could, that's could, That would be a, an unsatisfying end, but it could end that way. Right. That's true. And then it could completely be what you're saying. The commentary on, you know, who knows which person it could be. It could be any of these people and nobody's trustworthy. Right, right. Yeah. Now, uh, the interesting thing is, is yeah, a lot of their money has gone because uh, I'll go with you, Barrett. That she said to her father that he drained most of the account, and that's the re- one of the main reasons why um, he's got to use a public defender, at least at first. And um, the public defender, you know. It, pretty much beats him down by saying that the stuff that you mentioned earlier, which is it's easier or or what you said, Kevin, it's easier to 
um, hope you're guilty. It makes my job easier. But he also says, you know, you, you're you're a doctor. You think you're a big man, you know, whatever. But you know, now you're 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 nothing. And uh, I, I forget the exact quote, but I think you said it, Barrett, didn't you? You you, you told me that earlier. Or was it you, Kevin? One you're either you guilty me. or stupid. <laughs> no, the the one about you're a doctor, and you th- and you think. You're, oh, we we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was the what was the comment? He was well, like, was "You're a doctor. You like, think you're you're great, and any you can do whatever you want." Right. Well, and, and now much you can't. And then I I told you, Barrett, which was remember. what. Uh, well, no, but let me finish the point, which is it was humorous how he said that about you're a doctor and whatnot, and you think you can do that, but that you can do anything now you can't. And I was thinking, and I said this to Barrett. I go, and here's a lawyer saying that too, as if he as, as if he's not a someone that would think he's a big shot too you know because well, both lawyers and doctors you it's know, a neat are, scene because he does humble him right there right and he's like i would appreciate it if you could do this for me he becomes really nice to the lawyer at that point right well i don't even think he's he was humbled i think he figured out you know what the only way i'm going to get anything from this guy is is i have to suck it, or kiss his ass if you prefer yeah so no you were saying something kevin about this scene or, or the lawyer? Well, no, it's just the, the it was pretty much the lawyer saying, you know, you're a doctor means you're pretty much a jerk, you know, or, you know, you think you're, you know, really something, but, you know, right now you're not. So just pretty much he's, he's trying to bring him down, but he's also probably trying to help him to bring him down because it's one of those, look, if you, you know, if you try to make yourself to be this great guy, it's going to really hurt you. You know, um, but then we have that brief, brief time with the uh, the the co, his former coworker, which I thought was a little weird because, you know, he was saying, um, remember, like when he, you know we met up briefly with Nicole Kidman, he says, you know, I'm not really supposed to even be talking to you and he pretty much said he wasn't making it a secret you know he wasn't even hiding it that you know he was having this affair he totally thinks <laughs> that he's guilty <laughs> and he's, oh yeah he, he made no bones about what he thought <laughs> yeah but i mean it, it's interesting though like when nicole kidman first thinks he's she, he's guilty but then you know when he sees him with his son and all that with their son and all that. And he realized, <clears throat> you know, he may be a, a cheater or a liar, but you know, then he kind of goes back to remembering him with, with, uh, with his patients. And he just realizes, you know, I mean, you know, Hugh, Hugh Grant even said, you know, I don't have it in me. I can't kill, you know? And that's when she pretty much, agreed she starts to agree with him thinking you know what i don't think he i don't think he did it you know i don't but think he she, can't tell is she just deluding herself because she has this image of him in her head of him being the perfect doctor and he obviously was not as perfect as she thought she has these images of him and how great he was with his patients but meanwhile he's sleeping with the you know wives and the well, mothers of the patients though. She knows that, though. That's just it. I mean, right. She, so she's deluding herself into thinking he's not capable. He, she probably didn't think he was capable of cheating until he did. <laughs> so I, I just, I, 
it's it's a little strange, I think. I mean, she's falling into that trap of she loves him and wants to forgive him. Well, I mean, I don't I don't think that she's going to for I I don't know. I don't know if she's going to forgive him for for cheating, but um I have a feeling though that she's still a uh She's still believing that he didn't do it. Like, honestly, believing that he didn't do it. I don't know if it's self-deluding or what, but. Well, and not knowing why she was where she was now makes it a little harder to trust her. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think, Phil? I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. I think we all are. I I, I want to talk about the um, the other lawyer though the the oh the muckraker the muckraker yeah it was curious her she she talks about what she really is which is um, she she admits that the law basically is all a crock right because she here she is talking about I just work um to buck everything up um, to try to find doubt for the jury and the state always screws things up anyway when they bring their case. And my point, my goal is to just muck it up and make it worse. So they just look worse. And so it was curious that there's no, um, I guess she's a realist or, or been looking at everything real in the sense that there is no honor among law the law it's just who wins it's a game yeah yeah. well i liked how she was like this isn't going to fix your marriage are you sure you want him out (laughs) that was pretty funny (laughs) because she's basically saying he's going away if i don't get involved yeah that's right yeah and she said the it didn't look good and and you know it's unfortunate i we don't know what the case is against them because you know they haven't talked about oh they have all these emails they don't have they have uh him on security cameras they have him texting her you know or or people seeing him walk into her apartment or anything so we we, we don't know anything except the little things that we found out about you know him at the hospital with her and things like that. Um, but it must be pretty damning because everybody pretty much says it's pretty damning. Both the, the mock lawyer, the police, the person that, um, uh, Sylvia even thinks it. And, and then yeah. also, um, the public defender say it as well. Uh, let's talk about the doctor at at the hospital that he worked with he actually came right out when nicole kivens talking to him and said i think he's a sociopath a psychopath basically she says she that's his his exact word and basically it didn't matter the patients it's all that mattered was that he was the center of attention so all the goodwill that people were giving to him and thanking him and whatnot was some sort of uh, narcissistic personality disorder and had nothing to do with 
he really cared about the patients or something. This is what he's basically implying. And then he also kind of implied that um, the affair was that way too. It was he was the one that pursued her as well. It wasn't the other way around. So that he's kind of lying when he said that she chased after him. Well, and it's interesting because we get all these we get all these ideas about his personality from other people. We don't ever see that from him, right? And neither does Nicole Kidman. I mean, any scene we see with him is pretty much he's he's a nice guy. I know, and it, the funny part is, like, when I, when they said, you know, we have, he's a bit of a jerk, every time I see him, you know, every time we every time we see flashbacks of him, he's anything but. Yeah. I mean, he's not a jerk. He's not stuck up. He's, you know, great with the, with the patients and everything like that. I mean, it just, it just kind of seems a little weird that, you know, they said, oh, yeah, he's a bit of a jerk, but you don't really see it. Well, that would lead credence to the sociopath. The family is his mask. And other people, though, see the see the true him at times. Right. When he's in his environment of control, which would be as a doctor. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's like we, we see this guy mostly through his family relationship. Um, the big scene was him and his son walk into school. Um, and, and that makes it more curious. Uh, I felt because the, in the first episode, because I'm thinking, why would they put that much emphasis on the son unless he's possibly guilty? Like, like Kevin mentioned possibly, but also it makes him look like a good guy. And then, we're, we're hearing a completely different side of him from his coworkers who basically say that he's a, basically some sort of dissocial personality disorder. It maybe, maybe he is a sociopath and maybe he is also other things like a narcissist as well. So it's, yeah, it's definitely contradictory from what he presents. And well, there's so, another thing to bring up too, when he's in prison and he gets in that fight, he does not back down. No. no. He actually he he pushes it very far and gets it turns it into a fight, really. Yeah. Yeah, he 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 does. That's a really good point. Uh, and he goes serious, man. He bites that guy's finger really hard cuz he's spitting the blood out at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, and and that's it, it, the whole thing's bizarre because uh, I'm, I'm shocked they would put him in with the general population anyway. It just shows you the incompetence of of uh, our, our prison system, I guess. Um, yeah, but, he hasn't been convicted yet. Yeah, that's true. Exactly, and plus he's such a high profile um, thing. You know, you know, yeah. a prisoner. It's not just like some random guy that gets thrown in prison so that was kind of weird but also that scene could be looked at two ways one that it shows his type of personality but it also could be the desperation of being in prison for a guy that wouldn't be used to being in prison so um it's interesting that you brought it up where it looked like he 
decided to go for it rather than um, try to walk away and, and end the the dispute. So I, it kind of goes back to what the doctor said, that he has some sort of mean streak or, or something in him. Yeah. But so, it's the first violence we've actual violence we've seen from him. I think that's the most um, we've seen him emotional at all. Yeah. And that was just pure rage at that point. <laughs> or it felt like it. Yeah. But you're right, it could just be him not you know, not being not handling being in jail very well. But I'm just adding it to our little bit of pile onto how he acts differently away from his family. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh it's definitely trying to make us not figure out the the ending. Yes. <laughs> it's giving us a lot of different information that could be pointing in a lot of different places. I hope it's not one of these where you get to the end and it's like the person that they never even explained is the one that did it. You know what I mean? Like they weren't even part of the whole puzzle and you were supposed to figure it out from all this. And it's just some random person. Yeah. It's kind of like what I was saying earlier. It's like, I really hope they just don't do a whole bunch of twists so that like all of a sudden, wait a minute, what? Yeah. I don't want it to be some, somebody that we didn't have any inkling of from the, through the first three episodes. I think it needs to be one of those people you know, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like I said. I think I, I also hope that this isn't going to be one of those like people like they throw them in at the the next to the last episode, saying mm-hmm. a new person coming in, and they're the ones who ended up doing it. And so it's like, wait a minute, we went through all this for what? Right. Yeah, I, I don't. I, yeah, I, I don't think they're gonna have a. Uh, do X Machina. So, un- unless unless it's just a fluke to show the the rot in in their own family, the fake lives that they're all living. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's a will be curious to figure. Um, let's see what what other scenes or points do we want to talk about that that we haven't really discussed. Um, I think we've discussed most of the scenes. Now, if we now we're at the the third episode, which is halfway through. So now we're going to be coming down the curve towards the end. Um, I'm just I have no idea where it's going to go from here. There's there's a lot of options. <laughs> right. Because I mean, like I think okay, who are our list of suspects right now? I mean, okay, so far we've got Hugh Grant. Okay, we've got Hugh Grant. Now we got Nicole Kidman. We've got the son. We've got oh, who else? Well, still, I still think the husband. Uh, the and, fa- uh, uh, Donald Sutherland's character, right? Yeah, Donald Sutherland's character, right? I think her, it could be Sylvia. Yeah, her best friend. Okay, so. We're getting a list of, of of decent suspects here, you know, but because I mean, and obviously, obviously, the mother's son is the you know the victim's son, Elena's son, is definitely out of the picture. 
you know, so, I mean, the thing is that they all have a kind of a motive in a way, you know. Now, it could be one of the one of the uh, wives at one of the meetings. Um, that would be kind of an out there suspect. Well, I mean, she I mean, Nicole Kidman, when the when Mr. Alvarez pretty much confronts her at her apartment, she said, were there other men? Right. And the thing, well, it's actually, there's, there's two things that, that maybe, that may be interesting. One is were there other, she had to repeat it. Were there other men? Were there other men? Were there other men? And finally he said, no. Now, does that mean he's confident or did he just say no, just to get her, get her off, just to get her off his, off his back? Like, you know, maybe he didn't know, maybe he doesn't know. But then she said, does she have mental health problems? And he didn't answer. He's like, I don't want to answer this or something like that, or I don't have to tell you or something. Essentially, he did not say no to that. So which me which may tell me that she she may have, which is pot, which is there's a possibility that she may have, which shows you um, that maybe Hugh Grant's character is correct, that maybe she got obsessive. What if the husband was sending her out to sleep with rich guys so they could get blackmail on them? I know that's way out there. I'm just, you know, throwing Well, it's a twist. It's a definite twist. Because <laughs> um, he's just acting a little aggressive for, I don't know. He just seems a little it, aggressive. It's, it's kind of a good uh, possibility. I mean... Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, again, we're talking about this as just viewers, and and we're not trying to state that, the, right. you know, this 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 other couple, the Alvarezes, are some trash people. No, but, no. Yeah. But but I mean, we don't know anything about them either. So yeah, maybe maybe the you know is the husband the a pimp for his wife? You know, I mean, we yeah. don't know. Right. That's a fair point. That's a that's a fine question to ask because we still don't know enough about that family or, the, or that character. And their apartment didn't seem too bad for, you know, their economic level comparatively. And that would maybe explain the um, the art studio or whatever too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and and you figure. I mean, she was definitely probably getting money from Jonathan, whether it was because they were blackmailing him or whether it was because he was getting laid. I mean, we don't know, but I'm sure I'm sure he got he, he was the one that I think was paying for Reardon for, for the kid. Yeah. Right. So there you go. There, there's part of the money. So he's well, paying. No, they got, 50 they got, well, it was a sketch. They were they were on a scholarship. Yeah, but is it a full scholarship? Yeah, well, he was the one that got the kid in, right? He was the one that somehow recommended the kid and got him in. Yeah, right. Scholarship, full scholarship. I thought it was for a full scholarship. Yeah, maybe, maybe it is a full scholarship. You're right. Yeah, again, I don't know if that's a, there was enough information, but well, that was kind of what the whole idea of the auction was: is to get kids scholarships so they can get in without having to worry about paying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I I don't remember, and that just could be by 
missing it. If the scholarships that they were doing were full boats or if they were just uh, partial scholarships, I, I don't know. But I, I think it, it makes more sense if they were full boats. So I would go. I would concur with with what you're saying, Kevin. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, uh, what other things uh, did we want to bring up related to this episode that maybe we haven't talked about, or the whole series? Nothing really comes to mind right now. I mean, peop- I mean, the thing is, I mean, it's obvious that people are manipulative in this one, but I, I don't even know if it's you know just the rich people. I mean, it might be the Alvarezes that are slightly man. At least the woman is slightly manipulative. I don't know. But uh, well, what, let's let's go with that. You, you brought well, up. I mean, just, I'm you, just kind of thinking about the first episode yeah. because she was crying, and I don't know if it was she was crying because she realized that you know she couldn't have this you know have Hugh Grant's character or because I don't think it. I, I really don't think she was feeling guilty. Or maybe because her husband was making her sleep with all these guys. Maybe. Or or, <laughs> or or that she sees uh, Hugh Grant with Nicole Nicole Kidman, yeah, and, yeah. and it and that's not me. Uh, but let, let's talk about Alvarez, the, the husband, because uh, he had an interesting part this week. Uh, because you you mentioned earlier that that um, he was being stalked, he was stalking um, Nicole Kidman's character, right? And um, it felt kind of weird. You know, and and I'm shocked that she actually spoke with them because I think she was right when she says, you know, that we 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 shouldn't talk because again, you know, there's whole lawsuits and stuff that's going to happen. Yeah, this um, is not appropriate. I think she said. Yeah, it's not appropriate. <laughs> not appropriate, right? But the thing is that if the defense, not the def- uh, the husband's defense, finds out about it, that the um, a guy who was suspected who was the initial suspect is now trying to intimidate the wife of the accused that can't, that can't go well for prosecution. No, I mean, they can't. And the thing is, is that Nicole should, Nicole Kidman's care. Uh, Grace should have said, I want to file a complaint. She should. Cause I mean, if she files a complaint, it's on record. Well, that's what she did say at the, while she was with them at one point. Because they're like, do you want to file a complaint? It was, she's kind of like wishy-washy on it. But yeah, and she I, wants them to do something, but they're not being very helpful, and that's because of their aggressive stance towards her. So I, that's where I don't think they're ve- being very good cops, because they should be taking that seriously. Right. Right. And not only that, but... Well, and the, and the thing is, when they... you know, And then they approach the father... You know, when the father pretty much tells him off, you know, that could also be, I mean, that that could, I mean, you could definitely, the defense, I'm sure, I mean, if I was a defense attorney, I would like to know that, but we'll see. I mean, I really don't know. But then, like I said, we see the previews from next week and we see everybody in the Alvarez's apartment. Hugh Grant is there holding the baby and I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there kind of wondering how that all is going to happen. Well, you it's know, his baby. How, it's well, not yeah, that guy's. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I know that, but I mean, how can I mean? I'm just thinking about it. How can the guy sit there with the man he thinks murdered his wife is sitting mm-hmm. across from him with a ba- with the, with her baby in in his? I mean, I don't know. I this it, that's just going to be weird. Yeah. Yeah, the preview yeah. looked interesting because it looked like she gets in a fight with her father, Grace. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on in that preview. <laughs> right, it's like they're they're in a um, definitely getting in an argument. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, uh, to go back to the scene where she he confronts the husband of Elena confronts Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Um I I it it definitely didn't make me like him that much. And it also was weird how Nicole Kidman was acting too. She turned more like angry and vengeful. But the I could see what the cops said that, you know, he confronted you because your husband killed his wife. Or at least what that's what they think. So I still thought it was a little little strange that whole scene I don't know it, it was just it, it was it was very strange well well like it was strange but like I said it's just I mean like I'm not a lawyer and if anybody who's listening is a lawyer please please chime in <clears throat> excuse me please chime in but my whole thought is you know you don't make contact with the other people involved, like, you know, with essentially with the opposition, because that's not going to look good for you. Well, my whole thought point was, what was he hoping to gain from that? I'm not even sure. He never gets to the point. There really wasn't anything that he gained. Except for intimidating her, trying to. Well, that's just it. Trying to intimidate her, but then Nicole Kimmon turns around and confronts him about her, saying, Was she, you know, were there other guys? And then, you know, like I said earlier, were there other guys? And she had to repeat the question multitude, uh, multiple times, till finally he said no. And then she asked him, Does, Did she have a mental problem? And he wouldn't answer. So really, if anything, if he meant to intimidate her, it really shot, you know, he ended up shooting himself in the foot. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you, Barrett, which is. It was. Pointless for him because he didn't let us know what he was trying to get from her. He didn't get really any answers. Unless he confronted her because he just wanted to fail her out to see who this that, woman was. Or maybe he thinks she killed his wife and he's trying to see what she knows or maybe he can catch her in a lie or something. I don't know. Or maybe he killed his wife and he's trying to see what she knows because she was in the area and maybe he saw her. I don't know. All right. Yeah, because, I mean, one question I have is places like this, isn't there, I mean, they said, you know, there's only one camera. Yeah, come yeah, on. They say they said there's only one camera. All right, maybe there's only one camera in that area. But, but the funny part is they said they only made it sound like there's only one camera. 
and all of the people like what was i can't remember the exact words they the cops used but it was almost like out of all of the contacts or whatever you know these are you know it was you and your husband they don't have pictures. They never showed a picture of the husband, just her. Of anybody. They said there's nobody else on camera. And have you guys ever seen a show called See No Evil? It's a show, it's a true crime show where they use cameras to catch people. And they'll show how they go from building, they'll go a block away, and they'll see another picture, or even three blocks away. They will find what they were looking for in the next camera that is going to be from where that person came from. And she yeah, was that, walking. There is almost no way they could not get another camera angle of where she came from. That, that's that's, that's how they, they caught the, the Boston Marathon bombers, as a matter of fact. I mean, actually, what they said was is that the only people of interest we saw. So, in other words, they pretty much admitted we saw other people there. But the only one that was interesting to them was her. Now, my right, whole question is yeah. they, they showed her, but then they never showed him. They never showed Hugh Grant. They just showed Nicole Kidman. And so, and I'm thinking to myself, well, why didn't they show Hugh Grant if they had Hugh Grant there? Because that's what she was asking for. Like, do you have a picture of my husband? Show me. And they never showed her. They showed her a picture of her. But they also said there's only one camera with a view of near there. And there has to be one in the other direction that they could go and look at and see other stuff. I just well, have a hard time believing that well, part. Well, the thing is, then she, I mean, she even said you have cameras all over New York, which, you know, because of, because of the, you know, the, the government and all that, they, in, in New York city, I think that they do. I think they have cameras all over the place. But the thing is, is that doesn't this building have a, I mean, maybe I don't know, but does, doesn't the building have a back door? Right. You know, and wouldn't I, it be per- it wouldn't it be stupid of her to get on camera and be seen? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, like that. I mean, my point really is, is that, okay, first of all, is there a back door? And if there's a back door, how do you, you know, who has access to the back door? And if that's the only camera that's in the area, then they don't have a picture of the, of the back door. So maybe somebody came in through the back door. Now, granted, I mean, I, I'm sitting to think to myself, this is this is an older building in New York City. They have to have a back door. There has yeah. to be a back way in. Yep. Or an alternative way in. I mean, that's, if anything. It was, Fire code. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's yeah. also coming from the other direction. I mean, it's not like, you know, there has to be cameras from the other direction. There just can't be in a void there. It's just, you know, they have this one picture they're showing or this one video they're showing her that incriminates her, but it's completely circumstantial. Because I'm starting to wonder if the cops have their own, like, if there's something weird with the cops, too. I mean, I don't think they did it, but I don't know. It's just something seems off. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's the thing. It's like they show her that picture, but as you said, Barrett, they said they had no other pictures, and and that seems somewhat hard to believe. 
that they they don't have any other cameras. Yeah, like uh, when she left, they don't have a camera of her leaving, like coming back the same way. That would be more suspicious. Like she went that way and then she came back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Going back the same way she came. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and we figure a lot of this is, is going to be answered this next episode, assuming you know we we can believe what she says or, or what the cops put together. But, I don't know. Well, like I said, well, Barry has a good point. It's like, we never see her leaving. But then we, like, again, we don't see Hugh Grant going in. Right. But he's so, admitted to going in there to her. So right. we know that that's happened. That's one thing we do know is that, well, he could be lying, but I don't see why he'd about well, lie about that. The question. So if he he went, he said, okay, yeah, I went in. So they never showed a picture of him going in. Right. He went in, had sex, left, and then came back, and she was dead. Right. That's what he says. That's what he said. Uh, But the problem (laughs) is that, like I said, they they never showed her a picture of him going in and out. They just showed her. So if they only had her... How did Hugh Grant get in and out without the camera showing him? Well, that was just down the street, so he could have gone a different direction. That's why I'm saying there's got to be other cameras with other views, and so they might have a picture of him. They're letting her think that she's the only one they saw. But that's my point, is that then how did they know that there there isn't a possibility of somebody else going in? I mean, if I mean, it just it, it, we're we're trusting them that I think they're playing her is what I think. I mean, I th- I think their evidence is flimsy. I mean, well, yeah, I, but I, I think what they're doing is they're showing her this one piece to try and get her to to get in trouble so that she'll have to testify against her husband, who I really think they think did it. Right. Or 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 they think it's a combination. They think yeah. it's a combination of the two. Like she was part of it, helped him cover it up. But either way, they want to utilize her to put the last nail in his coffin. I definitely don't think they're giving her all the information that they have. I think they have more than just one video of her walking in that direction. Yeah. I mean, if I were defense, I'd, I'd be having a field day with this. I mean, I'm not, I'm not an attorney, and I can, I, it feels like I can answer, I can start poking holes in their theories. Oh, there's a lot of reasonable doubt right now. <laughs> they don't have, even have the weapon, you know, the murder weapon. So, right, and that's the, that's the unfortunate part for Hugh Grant is that he does look so guilty. But the thing is, is that. Like I said, I mean, with with Hugh Grant, though, I mean, he like you said, he admitted that, yeah, he was with her because they also could they're they're also charging him with rape. So essentially, it sounds like they're they're accusing him of raping her and then killing her. Hmm. And Hugh Grant admitted when he went to her studio, they had sex one more time. Yeah, they argued and then they had sex, and then and then you know he left, and then he pretty much wanted to, 
you know, end the whole thing or something like that. And then we and did he actually say he went back and he saw her dead, or did he just say? I'm pretty sure he said he went back and she was dead, and that's why okay. he ran. I just don't. Yeah, right. And that and that's and that's I, that that's my that's my problem is I don't I didn't remember I don't. But remember. what's interesting about this is that he had the plans for the conference before she turned up dead. True. The conference that wasn't happening. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah. So could that have been his... Okay, here's another theory. Because remember, he has $500,000. All right. Somehow... Well, according to Donald Sutherland, he's got $500,000. So could it be... All right. I don't know. Maybe not. Oh, well, okay. Here's a theory. Is that he was going to... uh, All right. He was going... To run away with her. That night, maybe. That night. And, you know, maybe they maybe they had sex or something like that. He left to do something. And then when he came back, he found her dead. Because so the whole the whole conference was for him to have a reason to leave. Um, you know, without any real suspicion until later. Does that make sense? Yeah, but not as much as if you're trying to make an alibi. <laughs> well, I mean, well, like I just said, I mean, he, if he, well, he, he, he wasn't planning on murdering her. He was actually planning <laughs> on running away with her and maybe somebody else found out about it, you know, and then. It just seems complex to do that for just running away. He could have just run away and not said anything and just disappeared. He could have said, yeah, I'm going to the hospital to take care of a patient. Went and got her and got on a plane and went to South America or wherever they're going to go. Right. Just coming up with this whole thing about the conference and the sick patient and all that. Who He didn't have a sick patient because he was fired. He was so, fired. <laughs> or, I mean, because the thing is, I mean, you look at his, the text on his phone. He generally he, he did have a reaction on his face. So the question is, is that what was the text on the phone? Yeah. Well, and, and maybe what, uh, well, and the thing is, is that this is that night. So when he comes back home, says, okay, the patient died, cries, has sex with the, has sex with Nicole Kid Grace, you know, his wife. So she's dead and he knows the, uh, Elena is dead. Grant knows she's dead. Assuming he met up with her, right? Yep. Assuming, yeah. well, I mean, it was that—that that was the night she died. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And he did. He did say he found her body, right? Or he saw her body. And he yeah, died. that's right. why he ran. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, and maybe that's why he was. Could that be why he was crying because she was dead, and he? Yeah. You know, I, I is, it, is it possible that Nicole Kidman was following him, and that's why she was on the camera? Yeah. And maybe that's the part the cops aren't giving to us. I mean, it wouldn't explain her surprise unless she's just a really good actor, like character, her character in the show is a really good actor. Um, and, you know, she was following him. She somehow saw him with her and then she killed her and then he came back and she was dead. You know, I mean, that's another possible plot line. Um it doesn't because feel right is, to me, though. But at the same time, though, if she okay, 
If that's the case, though, why was she going from one minute to, yeah, I believe my husband's guilty to, no, I don't believe he's guilty? Right. None of that explains her character through the whole thing. Nothing right. really explains her character through this at this point. How? Why was she there on that corner aside from, oh, I just walk around at night? I mean, maybe, that... I mean, maybe she <laughs> does have maybe she's maybe she has a mental problem. It's possible. I mean, you know, I mean, maybe she blanked out. I mean, maybe she did that. Maybe she because, I mean, she did seem genuinely surprised when she saw herself on that video. I mean, maybe she <clears throat> maybe she blanked out. But the thing is, is that I mean, does that mean that she knew about the the affair or because, I mean, she seemed very surprised when. When when she finds out that Hugh Grant was having an affair with her. So I, I questions, questions, questions. Yep. And, and, um, yeah, well, and and when they're talking together about the widow woman, you know, the the, the nudist or whatever they call it, you know, whenever. Yeah. Um, I can't believe they they were working together to kill her. Right. You know, right. unless, you know, and, and, and they, they weren't together when the murder happened because she had sex he with left, him and, he, and he, he said he was still going to Cleveland. Right. He left hours. Uh, he left hours ago. But now we know she was out there walking around at night. So who knows if they because we don't know where he was or she was. Right. We really don't know what both of them were doing at the time. Well, we don't know what Mr. Alvarez was doing that night. Well, the only thing I can say for him is he did have two kids to watch. (laughs) But that doesn't mean he couldn't have gotten a nanny or something for a little bit of time or just left him for a little time. But it would be it would be more difficult with a little baby like that. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Hey, you watch my baby while I go kill my wife. I mean, I. Or just leaving the baby would be bad too, because it could wake up and start screaming, and you're not there, and that'd be pretty hard to explain. Yeah, to that's, that's what that's what I, I figured you were talking about. Because yeah, yeah, I mean, because you're not going to leave a baby with a was it with a how, how old is the son? Uh, ten, 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 I think. Ten, yeah. yeah, ten at the oldest, yeah, or yeah. something around there. Yeah, but but yeah, well, if again, though, Barrett has a good point, which is he could have just left the two kids asleep and and went off. And and didn't and said I'll be back in two hours or an hour and a half. They won't know. No one will know I'm gone. And but Barrett has a good point. Babies are more apt to wake up and start screaming for food in the middle of the night versus say the oldest son. So if the if they were both if it was a ten year old and a seven year old, I think he could get get away with it. Yeah. But he's, he's taking a big chance if he went with a baby. Because they're they're apt to just wake up and start screaming. That's right. the only reason he's not high on my suspect list, but I still think he's involved in some way. I just don't trust him. <laughs> yeah. He might be the cause for her getting killed or something like that. I just feel like he's somehow involved in, in her death. How that is, I don't know, but oh. and the whole camera thing really just it still bugs me. Yeah. 
No, I, I, I agree. The, the one camera, that's that's tough. I don't uh, think we're going to get more information. In, I think we're going to have more questions in the next episode than we have answers. I think we're well, going to start start getting answers in the fifth episode. That's kind of my feeling. Yeah, I agree. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think Nicole Kidman was asking about cameras because she wanted to know if she was on camera? Or do you think she was asking because she really wanted to know, you know, do you really have cameras with my husband there? She really want. I think she really wanted to know why the husband was not a suspect. The the woman's husband was not a suspect, and that got her onto that track of who's on the video, who's on the video. And I think she honestly didn't think she was on the video, so she wasn't even thinking that. Right. At yeah. least that's what they show us. Sure. I mean, it still could be a, just a coincidence too that she was just in the area, even. Yeah. If- you know, I mean, we don't know. I mean, that could be a complete red herring. Yeah, yeah. That they're 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 placing a lot of importance on that might not be important at all. Exactly. Yep. Well, hopefully, when she's talking with her lawyer in the next, if she if she's talking with her lawyer in the next episode, and the lawyer asks, you know, why were you in that na- neighborhood? Hopefully, she'll have something other than I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or or she just tells it with, like it is, and hopefully what she tells it like it is doesn't sound fake, you know. Because it, put it this way, for every kid that says the dog ate my homework, there's probably one that's true, you know, and yep. the other ten are fake. So yep. she could just say I was walking around, which is odd because it's Spanish Harlem and not Park Avenue where she she lives. So you know. Maybe it's true, and then, but it's it's one it's like the dog ate my homework. It's like even if it is true, they're not going to necessarily believe her. Right. Well, we know they don't believe her the way the cops have been acting towards her through the through, through the first four three episodes. I mean, they've they've definitely yeah. have shown their cards as far as what they think. Yeah. Well, they 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 knew right when they first talked to her in the kitchen scene in the, in the beginning i think they already knew about the camera and that she was on the camera yeah that's why they were they were already being hard and that's probably then. why they easily got a search warrant because both the husband and she could be, could have been involved potentially yeah that's true yeah um all right uh let's see anything else I'm thinking about his cell phone and why he left it. That's still not explained. He never explains it. Yeah. Yeah, and it was yeah. That, I mean, if he good. wanted to leave, if he wanted to leave her, um, he wouldn't need it. He would just get a new one, so she couldn't track him. Right. So that's another question that will probably be answered later. Why did you leave your cell phone? And why? And also, why did you say you were going to Cleveland? And, you never you know, did. And, yeah, I mean, again, he could have said, "I'm going to Cleveland" because he was hoping to do, a, you know, a, a weekend. Well, not a weekend, but an overnight with his girlfriend, basically. You know, so you you lie to the wife and you say, "Yeah, yeah, I'm going to, on a a, tri- a business trip," and then instead you go and get a hotel room, um, you know, in, in Brooklyn, and and you just. Bang, bang all night, you know, until the morning, and then you come back and and no no harm, no foul because no one figured it out. But so that that explains that. But why 
would you leave the phone? You know, so so in other words, he had the the Cleveland trip planned before the murder, as we know. So yeah. he's planning to. I mean, and we've been talking about how it sounded nefarious. Maybe he, he was using that to to you know jump ship with the five hundred thousand, get out of the country, whatever. But and have her run away with him. But it also could have just been a lie, so he could have uh, you know the next thirty six hours with his girlfriend. You know, naked yep. in a hotel room having sex. Well, okay. Again, again, did she was she dead before the supposed Cleveland trip? Because yeah. I mean, I know. The, yeah, you know, yeah, was she, yeah. Because oh, yeah. I mean, she, cause she remember, knew about the trip before they went to the auction. I'm right. going to be leaving tonight for the Cleveland trip. But I mean, more more than that though, it's like she, you know, he says, "Okay, I'm going away to Cleveland," but then. That's when he does. He gets the text about okay, you know, so and so's got you know something about a patient, and then he comes back. He's crying and he's like, okay, she died. But then, <clears throat> you know, then he says the sex with Nicole Kidman. But then, so I mean, but Elena was dead at that time. So my question is, did he discover Elena's dead body before he came home? You know. And, well, yeah. And then yeah. It, so. So my question is, is that, all right, if that is the case, why did he still go to, well, okay. So then he didn't why, go to Cleveland. He, he just was saying he was going to Cleveland. No, I'm just saying, why did he take his proverbial trip? Where did he go? What did he do? Well, he and, ran because he thought she, he, right, she was right. dead and he was trying to get away. And I think he just went out to that, that house where they go at the beach where they eventually that's go. Right. That's right. Because you heard him upstairs uh, right. a couple times at one time. So, so he's been hiding out there the whole time. All this is going he was on. There the whole time. Right. Maybe. I mean, he could be well, anywhere eventually. Is, but... time, why couldn't he just come back and say yeah, Cleveland ended early or Cleveland, they canceled? Well, I think I think what what it was is what we were talking about earlier, which is um, he knew that he would be the main suspect because he w- he had sex with her that night. He got fired from the hotel from the hospital because of her. He has probably text messages and emails galore, so he was going to be the main suspect and. Since he already had the Cleveland trip ready, which was really a, just a, a 36-hour uh, fling with, with, with Elena. Probably. Maybe that maybe actually it was going to be with Sylvia, and uh, he was going to meet her there. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. And, uh, and Elena just kind of happened, and he just kind of had sex with her before he was going to cheat with someone else. Yeah. I mean, it didn't have to be Sylvia. I'm just using her as an example. Sure, sure. <laughs> Could have been anybody. Um, and that's why the Cleveland trip was going to happen. And then it was just convenient. She's dead now. <laughs> I'm going to run. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. because the Cleveland trip never happened. It wasn't happening. Or he planned he... to kill her, and that was his excuse to get away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but, 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 but it backfired, right? Because he just... Right. Gets... He just got stuck in at the beach house. Um, so, but we do know this is that the Cleveland trip was was set up before the death. We can assume that that it was for, def- if not nefarious reasons, it was for adulterous reasons. So it was for one or the other. 
And once she was dead, assuming it wasn't for nefarious reason, it was for adulterous reasons, then I think he just panicked. So yeah. we're we're going to find out that probably by the f- fifth episode, as you said, Barrett. And then, of course, the cell phone. Why did he leave the cell phone? Though Kevin's point seemed legit if he was planning a run. Because at that point, when he leave, left the cell phone... He knew that she was dead at that point, yeah. You think? Well, I don't know. Well, right? yeah, cause because it's that morning, and he had already cried, and he left the cell phone there. You're right. When yes. he leaves for his yes. trip, in air quotes. Yeah, yeah, because, <laughs> because, because he had the cell phone at the auction before she was dead. Then when he returns home... He's crying. He has sex with Nicole Kidman. He must have put the phone in the nightstand. And then he's at five o'clock in the morning. He says goodbye to his son. And then he leaves. And and that was when he was in hiding, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So so maybe that's the reason why. Now we yeah actually now we know why he left the cell phone. He left the cell phone because he didn't want the cops to, to trace him. where he was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that answers our question right there. Look at that. We just we just did some police work. Well, I figured it was about a tracking issue. You know, he didn't want to be tracked. But, you know, it's <laughs> the whole Cleveland trip is what's sticking in my head. And where, you know, I'm just not sh- sure about that one. What was the reason for that one? I, I'm still thinking it was for adultery purposes. But that's what I'm I honestly don't think he did it. <laughs> that's where my gut is. Yeah. But I could be surprised at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, his whole life was screwed because you he, know it's going to be funny if we're speculating like this and they dev- they never say who it is. <laughs> yeah, <not gonna. laughs> it's all about the drama of the families. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else anybody want to bring up? Uh, points that we missed or, or you you had on your list of things that you wanted to talk about that we haven't brought up yet? Not me. Kevin? Nope, I'm all set. All right. That's fair. All right. So uh, before we give our final thoughts on this episode here, um, next week's episode um, is going to be um, called... Do no harm was this week, so it's see no evil. See no evils next week, and that's going to be November fifteenth. Um, they're not skipping HBO um, about. I think episode five of Game of Thrones was when they stopped doing holiday skips because they used to do um, like reruns or, or whatever during the holiday week, like like ABC and CBS and all them do. But they stopped doing that. Uh, so they go right through. So during Thanksgiving weekend, there will be another episode. Uh, so, uh, and it actually ends with Thanksgiving weekend, uh, the show. Uh, so Do No Harm is what we said we just saw. So November 15th is See No Evil. Trial by Fury is November 22nd. And The Bloody Truth is the 29th. Yeah, so it, that makes sense, Barrett. So trial by fury is when you, we're going to find out a lot of the stuff, and that's episode five, like you said. But it sounds like we'll get the truth in the last episode, the bloody truth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
assuming it's not a metaphor for yeah. the, the, the truth being your life. You're all, phon- you're all phonies or, or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah, but but it definitely um, makes us this last episode here. Uh, do no harm. Definitely makes us not as sympathetic to to no grace anymore. Yes. You're very sympathetic the first two episodes, and then this episode she becomes a little more, more manipulative. Yeah. A little yep. more serious um, and strong. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She's not nearly as nice as she is in the first couple episodes. Right. That is true. Yeah. Uh, obviously, stress is getting to her too. But but again, she's definitely not the, the same person. Um. So now the show has a seventy six percent rating. Uh, I was just thinking that's an interesting dichotomy between her and Hugh Grant's character because. His is showing the same even character throughout, and her, we're seeing her slip slowly into this different character. Yeah, that's true, too. Whereas we only get little pieces of his other side. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and then the show tricked us, because it it doesn't show what happens between her leaving the auction and her returning home. Yep. So that that kind of tricked us, too. And and that one, we still haven't figured out. We, We may have figured out the Cleveland trip, and we may have figured out the, the the cell phone, but we haven't figured out what what happened between the auction and the the returning to home. And that's the thing is, is that we just assumed based off of that first episode that after the auction she just returned home, but it appears yeah. that was the case. <laughs> so, and and based off of what the cops said, it appears the auction didn't occur in Spanish Harlem. And again, this is another park place home that 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 party happens the auction happens so all right so uh i guess we can give a final thoughts on this episode here so uh i'll we'll go reverse order this time so i'll start um yeah this is a this is a really good episode um it definitely makes us look at the characters much differently now um because uh we learn we actually meet alvarez the husband now for the first time and even though his wife is, is dead and he has a right to be upset and sad and angry and also feel betrayed because his own wife was a cheater, assuming he isn't nefarious like some of the um, possibilities that we, we put out. Um, and and then we saw Nicole Kidman and her change as well. So uh, and, and we see that it's it, the whole thing's a machine, too. It's not just um, trying to find justice. Uh, so it's a good, good uh, episode, I felt. Uh, let's go with you, Kevin. Yes, very good episode. Uh, definitely left us with more questions than uh, we started with. But I think that's what the showrunners had intended. So they succeeded. And I am, again, just very impressed with this show. This episode was no was no exception. Um, we touched a little bit about Donald Sutherland. I thought he did a fantastic job uh, in this show. Yeah, very good. Uh, Bert? I thought this episode was great. The acting was great. Uh, the pace of the storytelling and the revelations is perfect. Um, it has left me wanting more. Um, I'm looking forward to finding out what is going on. 
Um, and that's exactly what I want a show to do. I want it to make me want to watch the next episode. And this show is, unlike a lot of shows, uh, keeping me very interested. Um, I highly recommend it. There are some good characters that are in this episode. And definitely high, high recommend you should watch this show. All right. Very good. So, uh, once again, we are called The Undoing, a therapy session podcast. Uh, you can find the RSS feed uh, titled exactly that, and that can be found on Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, and uh, Google. Um, it also can be found under the Dark Discussions Network of Podcast feed, which uh, is also on those services, and that will include all the other podcasts in the Dark Discussions Network along with this one. Uh, you can also find all the episodes at www.darkdiscussions.com and you can listen to it right from the website or you can download it right from the website. And we also uh, haven't had any emails yet, so if you want to give us your thoughts, uh, since we've thrown out a lot of interesting theories, uh, we would love to hear your theories as well. And we would definitely uh, read your questions and answer them or your theories or your opinions uh, on the next episode of this podcast. Uh, so uh, hopefully we'll get at least one email before this is over. But if not, um, hopefully you're enjoying the show. Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll be back next week. Um, we will be recording that episode on November 18th and releasing it the 19th. We're, we're releasing pretty much all the episodes uh, the Thursday uh, after um, there, there will be um, an interesting thing on Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, we still may record on the 25th, but we, we we could possibly move it and actually get the episode out on Wednesday the 25th instead. Uh, and we'll me Barrett and Kevin will discuss that uh, offline later. But uh, with all that stated, Barrett, why don't you leave us out? Thanks for joining us on this week's episode. We look forward to talking more about this show next week. 